0: Welcome to another episode of The Shredder Show. Today, it's a pleasure to have big George Armstrong here, who's copied my haircut and style (laughs) of being jacked, tanned, and blonde. Thank you very much for coming onto the podcast, George. How (laughs) you doing?
1: (laughs) I love how you said that.
0: I'm all right, mate. It's it's the secret to success, is being jacked, tanned, and blonde, right? I think
1: it's the essentials of uh, a male. Jacked, tanned, uh, relatively ripped as well. Maybe some veins coming out of the, the neck and the chest. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and the bicep veins. If anyone actually, I actually caught George doing this beforehand. He actually moisturized his biceps. So they look more vascular. <laughs> and I know he would have probably cut his carbs yesterday to do this. No, so <laughs> nah, I didn't
1: bro. I, I, was, I, was lo- I was loaded up on sushi last night. The sushi. Buffet. What did you train
0: before this? Arms?
1: Um,
0: full body pump. Okay. Essential before a podcast. And I think he did some press ups before he came in as well. So. <laughs> um, so for anyone who doesn't know George, George runs uh, his own online coaching business. I met George out here via various friends and ended up uh, enduring civil training sessions with him. Mm-hmm. And he has uh, what I like to call a savage mentality in terms of training and something that I very rarely see in other people. What do you think has drawn that out from you? And what does training mean to you? Oh, I appreciate that. Cheers, bro. Um,
1: yeah, I, I, you know what? You cultivate it over uh, time, that mindset. Um, it's the becoming of that type of person where you just, well, let's let's go back. You said, where does it come from? Um, okay, so I feel like when I was younger, when I started training, I was 14 in the garage. Um, I was told from a football academy, I wasn't big enough, wasn't strong enough. So then that started off the urge to become more jacked. Um, And from then on, it was a release of stress, an outlet for me to channel my um, emotions through, instead of doing maybe going out on the park, drinking alcohol, drugs. Just it, it helped me remain focused on dealing with the pressures of I don't know, life, school pressure, um, exams, whatever it may be. Um, so I tried to channel my um, anger, should we say, through the gym. Um, but I think I've always been competitive, having two brothers. When you are playing sports at a young age You've got an older brother, you want to beat him. You end up fighting. I was just fighting daily from a young age with him. Very competitive. And I think that cultivated it a little bit as well. That mindset of wanting to win because I had an older brother. Um, And he used to try and push me around a little bit. I was bigger than him, but he would always just take it too far, mate. He would always take it too far. He would, I wouldn't ever like punch him or anything like that. We would wrestle, but he would end up just like really hurting me, like throwing me on the ground and then just pummeling into me with the fists. Um, So from a young age, training was always an outlet. Um, And from then on, if things happened in my life, it would be better for me to, channel it in the gym than like go to the park drink go out go out get pissed i think the people i had around me uh, from a young age it was just all about going out and getting getting on the sesh um partying um because as well if you're not i would say like in society now it's you've got to have some sort of outlet. This is why a lot of guys are just on video games or they go into, the, go into the park drinking or they get around like the wrong type of crowd. So instead of going down those types of avenues, it's better for me to just I don't know, use the gym as an outlet. Yeah.
0: Do you think a lot of guys in society are missing out because they don't have that outlet? I'd say
1: so. I think it's one of the best things you could possibly do. What it teaches you, the discipline, the consistency, you build up your, um, your body. I think people treat you differently when you are a little bit more jacked and in good shape. And I noticed that I've lost, I've, I've, from a young age, I built my body, but then I lost it twice through injuries. So I completely lost all, all my gains. And that was a big lesson to be learned. Um, people treat you differently. When you, when you do present yourself in a certain way, you're walking, you're talking, you're more confident. Um, it's, it's impressive. And I feel if you go into a job interview and you look a certain way, it's a little bit easier as long as you are switched on and you're right for the job to maybe potentially have a, um, an edge on the other uh, people going for a job role, I would say, because of what they know um, being in good shape teaches you the n- nutrition you're disciplined. It's not like you're going out and you're getting pissed all the time. You can kind of tell what type of person you are if you are um, into training.
0: I think that's a huge thing a lot of people don't understand the benefits that come from that outside. Because mm. like even as a male, one of the things I like people to think about is like you want to be like the apex predator in life, right? You want to mm. be like the top of the food chain. And if you're generally a bigger guy in good shape, you naturally have an aura or a presence about you and people are drawn to you. Like you walk in a room, people look at you and you instantly have respect because that's the one thing that like, no matter how much fucking money you have, people can't necessarily buy it. You have to put in the work to look that way. So you instantly like command respect for that because as you said, they'll understand you're disciplined, organized, structured, you show commitment, you're gonna turn up every day. And for like people from a business point of view, the biggest gift fitness has given me is probably allowing those skills to apply to business and other areas of my life. Mm,
1: yeah. Like there was um, some research come out recently about millionaires in America. There's more people who are millionaires than people with abs. But what about if you have a set of abs and you're a millionaire, then you are the 0.001% of the world and you will then stand out. And I think now in society, the the old entrepreneur where you you were smoking you were using um alcohol food uh, like as an outlet back then is now changing where entrepreneurs want to live like an athlete because it keeps you focused stress dealing with that is difficult and especially when you, you start to be more successful, you have more, you have more responsibility, um, more pressure. Drinking is not gonna be good for you because you're gonna wake up the next day hungover, maybe go off track, you're not as motivated. Um, you might have done things that, that night before that you're not proud of, you might have said something. Um, and it's easy to go down that route. And I've been down that route Many times before, and it's it's easy to let things slip, especially around the wrong crowd. Maybe if you are going to clubs, you buy the bottles, you're hanging around with people who are just trying to um, they just they just want to join in the fund, don't they they don't want to pay for anything they just want to be around you because you're popular and you have that success so as a, as a man now in society, I think it is essential to put your focus into something which is gonna benefit you. And I always say with the team and clients, it's just good to start off by building your body and getting into training because then it rubs off in other areas of your life. You change the people who you hang around with, your mindset, changes you start to push yourself a little bit more and then you may have the confidence to go for that new job that you've always wanted but maybe because you're out of shape you're fat you're low in motivation low libido testosterone's low um you might not put yourself out there as much it's not even might; you will not put yourself out there as much but you have to Try and experience it firsthand before you judge people.
0: I think one of the things people don't understand is they they don't know how fi- how good it feels to feel good, right? And they don't know what it feels like. And I think they think um, it's hard and it's difficult to get in shape, which yes, it is. Like in terms of, yes, you have to suffer a bit. But one of the most important things for people to understand is like, choose your suffering in life. Is like, do you want to suffer being? 10% of who you can be for the rest of your life or do you want to suffer a little bit now in terms of putting in the work to become the ultimate version of you? Ah, oh, 100%. Ever. Yeah. What would you say is your process in enduring the suffering? Like I know you're a bit of a training maniac. Like you like to train with a lot of volume.
1: Yeah, I train I train too much. Like I did a post yesterday and it was just like I've not had a day off since I've been in Dubai for the past 6 weeks. Um And I would rather not have a day off because I know it helps me deal with the stresses of life and I feel better. I'm a better George. I'm a better leader. I'm a better brother um, when I train. So I start off my day always with the habitual routine of going to the gym. And after I've done that, dealing with the pressures of the business and life and the goals and the mission and what i want to achieve it's a little bit easier to deal with it if you've got if you've woke up and you've got 30 messages to deal with and all these different situations different problems fires to put out when you before you do that and deal with those messages and deal with those problems put yourself through a workout which is a whole lot harder you're piss wet through with sweat you've just completely like pushed yourself to the max, dealing with those problems after sitting down with a coffee. It's like, oh yeah, okay, this is, this, is, this is enjoyable. And we've got to pinch ourselves a lot of the time as well. Like me now in Dubai, um, I really try and take a step back and just be grateful of where I am because we can just, I, know, I feel like At the moment, I've really tried to use um, being grateful daily into my practice because as the success goes up, um, if you're not grateful, you can end up just being like, I don't know, one of those guys who just nothing makes you happy. And that's like the worst thing for me. That's like my worst nightmare
0: i would say that's almost something that i've suffered with in parts in the past is like yeah. once you've been to all the fucking best steak restaurants when you go anywhere else it's shit and then like you've experienced the best of everything and the highs of the highs of everything is then like everything else then becomes not good enough and that's one of the lessons i've probably learned myself a lot the last six to 12 months is to like appreciate what you have every day like the opportunity to train the opportunity to do this podcast with you the opportunity to live and to buy like the opportunity to deal with the problems you have. Like everything is given to you as a reason to like learn and improve. And I think a lot of people sometimes um, pity themselves for some of the challenges they have, whereas like rather than seeing what's the lesson or the opportunity they can learn.
1: Yeah. And I think the more success you have, the more grateful maybe you need to be. Um, especially in Dubai now, seeing people from like India, Pakistan, like the, the types of, the types of, Money they earn, and I like to speak to them on a daily basis because I don't know. It just makes me feel good. It makes me feel good because I can give. I can kind of learn from them. I'm not. I'm not saying it makes me feel good because I know I'm like more successful than. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it makes me feel good because I know I can learn from them and then put it onto my coaches and clients. Like some of my coaches are moaning about little basic things. I'm like, listen, bro, I'm here. I've just had a conversation with this guy in the taxi and he's telling me about how he's sending money home to his his kids and his his wife and he, and he, he goes once a year. I'm like, literally, bro, shut up. Like, just shut up. Like that conversation I've just had, if you were with me, you wouldn't be complaining about that. Low level shit. Let's be realistic about it now. And I think you conditioned, aren't you? In society now, everything's like so easy. We've become weak. Uh, we need to kind of take a step back from a bird eye view and think, right, what else is going on in the world at the moment? Who are we? We've, we're earning this amount of money. We have this life. We can eat this types of, these types of food. What are the real problems that's that are actually going on? But they're not big problems. Let's see them as opportunities. Let's be positive about it. So that's kind of where I've been at at the moment as, as my team's grown, I really trying to trying to take a step back from things and just assess things and really think deeply about my own thoughts and the team's issues, maybe they're dealing with, because they're not real issues. Now, at the moment, if someone comes to me with a problem, I don't even see it as a problem, but maybe in the past before, I was like, ah, getting angry, frustrated, like we need to get this sorted now, ASAP. But now I'll get it sorted straight away and I'll be in a positive mindset. So I'm cultivating now, this is what I've been working with, cultivating a mindset where if something happens in my business, I see it as a, as a room to grow and develop and I just, I don't get down about it. There's just no point. And if, I think, I feel if you can do that, Your life is so much better. You wake up every day and you're not being a victim or you're not being grateful. So at the moment, I'm kind of eliminating things out of my life. Simplifying. Simplifying things, what truly makes me happy. Of course, I wanna set big goals to do with the business, the impact, the level I wanna get to. But maybe at this moment right now, I don't need to buy maybe materialistic things that I know at this moment in my life are not going to really benefit me and fill me up.
0: I think that's one of the big traps people fall into, I think, as they see progress in life, is they end up going buying shit because that's what you're supposed to do. Well, that's what everyone else does, right? And that's where you fall into the trap of doing what you what everyone else does and becoming a sheep of the society rather than being you. Like, And that's everyone always ends up copying each other and there's like a bunch of fucking clones walking around the planet. Whereas rather like, I would always wanted to be like unicorn and be unique and just be mm. the different one, right? And like, I do my own thing. And you look guys can swan, swan around the gym in Louis Vuitton bags or whatever shit you wanna buy. Like, that's cool. But you do you and then I'll focus on what actually adds value to my life.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah. I think Tony Robbins says it. He said, look at everyone, what, el- what everyone else is doing and literally do the opposite. And that's what I've been trying to do. I'm like, you know what? There's a lot to learn from that. And being disciplined and being in control of not following what everyone else is doing is is such a a massive step in personal development and your own growth, knowing that I don't need to do what everyone else is doing. Let's be smart about it and just not rush into buying shit that really you don't need, especially in Dubai as well. So this is is why I'm doing it because I love to do things that other people are not doing because there's so much to learn from it. You see all these cars, all the all these, all these different just possessions. And I'm just like, wow, you know what? I, I I like that. But at the moment, let's take a step back and let's figure out how am I gonna invest back into the business? What's gonna set me up for life, not maybe look cool now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's where people need to shift their mindset, right? It's the way people looking like fitness as well. It's like everyone's looking like they're looking for immediate gratification. Whereas like fitness isn't about immediate gratification. The workout you did today isn't gonna really make any fucking difference tomorrow. But like the consistent string of the workouts and the food you eat every day over a period of time is gonna create who you are. It's the same in terms of like from a business side of thing or from your f- financial freedom, like you putting money away and investing it over the next two, three years, is probably gonna pay off in five to 10 years time. Not like you go out and buy a supercar tomorrow, but that, that's dead money, right? You put that money to work for you for the next 10 to 30 years, that's gonna compound the stack over time. And I think people just need to elongate their time horizons with like gratification for things and like reward. And I think the problem is now it's like, people are soft in the fact they want to eat the fucking cookie now rather than waiting till they're shredded to eat the cookie, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, we've
0: got to teach um,
1: about instant gratification and explain that to our clients and coaches who work with us. Um, it's just, it's not worth it. Being in control is what I'm trying to do. Like, do I want that cookie? Oh, fucking yes, I do. I could smash a box of cookies right now. <laughs> and I was, actually, is... <laughs> I was actually trying to find out George's address because I'm going to send him some shit. <laughs> well, you already tried to, yeah. I not right? I'm
0: like, nah, mate, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't it about being in control of the driver's seat? That, that's the key of life, right? And for me, this is the probably the biggest thing I've worked on the last six to 12 months is like, I've always been very... <laughs> anxious and a bit reckless and like all guns blazing all the time, but that will only serve me so, so far. And at the moment I'm trying to create like equanimity and like calmness uh-huh. and have calm around me. So then I feel in control and what, one of the main things that men in particular want to feel happy is what's having con- it's called your locus of control, where you feel in control of your own life and your own destiny of where you want to go. And when you feel you're in control and you control the next steps, you then feel happy because then you can control the de- like direction you're going. And when people are inherently unhappy, it's generally because they don't have a locus of control understanding of like which way they're steering the ship, if that makes sense.
1: Mm.
0: Like things will trigger them and then pull them off path. And That for me is like, how can I keep myself as uh, on track as possible without getting distracted or my head thrown by major things? And interesting, I spent uh, four days in the Maldives last week, like no phone, just switching off for the first time in a long time. and. One of the books I read, one of the big things that just kept going was like positive mental attitude. And like <laughs> so all the time, like when I come back, I just try not to get, something pissed me off yesterday with like, uh, it wasn't a big thing, right? There wasn't a Zoom link on a call. Mm-hmm. that I tell someone and I just hit the roof and I suddenly I was like, why are you getting so angry about something that's so small? Just like calm down. But that's where like my standards are very high for things. But I also have to remember to like keep a positive mental attitude things and more <laughs> positive things will come to your life. If that makes sense. That's exactly what I've been talking about. It's funny how we're both doing that mm. right now because we know what
1: it's like to not be like that and to be like angry and frustrated. I, was, I, I, I messed up a relationship because I was like that. Like I look back and I think, wow, you were literally a psychopath I mean, how you behaved, how you were just being on a daily basis. Like I need to get this done. And like, it's so intense. But really, it's like, I need to get this done. Let's get it done and enjoy it. Instead of just ruining things and being so so intense with it, it just it fills you up with this horrible anxiety that, to be honest, a lot of coaches have been coming to me now recently, my guys, and, and been saying, I'm just full of anxiety, mate. Like, I, I'm trying to get this done, but I can't snap out of it. But like, you need to just relax because what happens is then you... You finish work, let's say you clock off at eight, and you've in order to sometimes get shit done, you have to be like, right, let's have a coffee. cheer yourself up. Let's cheat yourself up. Ooh, let's get straight in. And you you're diving in, like you're going to work out. But then you don't snap out of that. So you don't change. You're this intense person in working hours. And then you're you're having, I don't know, some time with your girlfriend, sitting down, watching TV, and you just you've not you've not taken yourself out of that that mental state. So you have to literally remove yourself out of it. Maybe go out for a walk, come back in, and then you're the new version, you're the different
0: version where you're chilled out. But people don't do that. It's funny you say that because that's the biggest issue I have with myself is I'm so highly strung a lot of the time that I'm in like fight or flight work mode all the time that like little things will trigger me sometimes in my personal life and I'll jump the gun. And it's, you don't know what you don't know, right? And when you, people start to make you more aware of it, you can start to try and change it, but these things become ingrained learned habits. And when you start to try and unlearn your habits, that's then a, a difficult thing to sometimes do, but it ultimately comes down to like, A, being away, made aware of the problem, and then B, like just consciously trying to control or like tame the beast, if that makes sense. Yeah. Being self-aware and then not letting your ego get in the way
1: because you are maybe the head honcho and someone says, listen, bro, like you you seem a little bit tense with that. And you're like, what? You have to like drop your ego and be like, yeah, you know what, let's think about this. You keep saying it, they keep saying it. Like my mum used to say all the time, like, George, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you, why are you so intense? But I feel like sometimes you take it out on the people you love the most. 100%. My mum used to get it and my mum's mom, the, person I love the most out of anyone and she used to get it the most I'm like and I just feel so bad I'm like so aggressive and I'm like you just don't understand and then I'm like I hate myself I'm so sorry mom <laughs> and I do that I do that for months on end and then years even where you it's all about that that self-development isn't it
0: it's funny you said that because I'm exactly the same like to like the day yeah. and it's that whole, like, you don't understand thing. I remember, like, my parents live in Spain, and my mum my my coming in and being like, it was, like, 8 p.m., and I'm still working. It's like, why are you still working? It's really late. And I was like, you don't understand. Like, you know, like, you're in the zone of, like, working, like, intensely. And I just flipped my lid. And it's one of those things that you regret, a lot of those things. I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned is to try and slow myself down when it comes to making big decisions with things sometimes. Because I can be very flippant and being like, fuck this, I don't want to do this anymore. And then one of the best things advice I'd give to anyone is just like, give it a week or two, just wait and see what happens. Because mm. sometimes I think you can be in such an emotional state where you're so highly charged that you can be a bit reckless with things. Definitely. Is that something you found maybe in the past with yeah. relationships, business, or whatever?
1: Yeah, I think I'm one of those guys who I will just tell the truth, like brutal, honest truth, um, but that as well, has ruined relationships. I would say, I'm not saying I'm being mean to the person, but I think sometimes you just don't need to say some things. Um, and like with clients as well, I teach my coaches if someone's said something and it has really bothered you, got under your skin, don't reply straight away. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna wreck the relationship. Sometimes you can get a little bit heated, frustrated. Um, there's a lot of um, there are emotions, that have, an, an investment that's gone into that client over maybe a year or so, and something's happened, and they're disagreeing with you, and then, boom, you react straight away. Being like, like that, that stoic, that stoic mindset of just seeing it for what it is, taking a step back, you know what, it's not going to be good for me to reply now. Let's message George, let's message the team. How would I reply here? And then let's come back to it with a nice, calm, composed mind that's a game changer, I think, with working with clients. Because
0: there's just no point wrecking relationships, is there? I understand. I think an interesting thing is like, intensity and being that driven is a superpower, but it's something you need to learn to control, if that makes sense. Because it, like, it'll like it help you get ahead, but it's also very self-destructive in a lot of respects. And I find that, that I'll fucking destroy myself to try and get myself ahead with a lot of things, whereas you don't necessarily have to do that, and you can be smarter than that sometimes.
1: Yeah, I felt like when it when shit's going well and it's good, it's like because you're like, wow, this is working. I feel right. like you walk on water, right? Yeah, it's like you can easily go off in other directions and then ruin it because there's so many different ideas and you're always looking for ways to improve. I felt like when things are going really well, let's just chill. It's working. Stop trying to go off in all these different avenues when essentially things don't need to change at this moment. Let's think about, yeah, okay, we could maybe improve this, improve that. But the moment, it's working, so let's just calm. I think that was my issue that I was always um, trying to just work on, is just not go off in so many different directions.
0: I know one of the big things you've spoken about before is obviously you fighting your demons and things Mm -hmm. like that. Is that something you've, like, sought... help with in terms of like from psychologists or other people trying to help coping? Was it mainly just uh, exercise? Um, yeah, so I do things all the time to
1: improve my, my self-awareness and think about what I truly need as a, as, a, as a leader and how am I gonna develop, what books am I gonna research, what podcasts am I gonna listen to? Um, like you've gotta be careful about what you're absorbing in this world and the people you are around. I've done a lot of traveling um, on my own as well. And at the moment, I kind of isolate myself a little bit from letting distractions come into my sphere. Because I know that if things start affecting me and get into my mind and I start going out more, start hanging around with the wrong people, then my team are going to have an effect from it. I need to be in the most optimal state for them and for the clients. I'm leading from the front. So I feel like isolating myself a little bit is is good because I learn a lot about what's going on in my head. And I'm not letting other things come in and throw me off path a little bit. So at the moment, I've kind of been taking a step back and trying to not be persuaded to maybe even go out for a meal here and there when really I don't want to. Like linking up with people that...
0: Doesn't serve you? Yeah.
1: I think in the industry we're in as well, people are trying to link up with other fitness guys all the time to just, don't know, like get something from them. And I just don't need that. I don't want that. It's a lot of energy. You have to arrange, um, you have to book in, schedule it in, go to the gym or go out and it's like a couple of hours. If really, I don't think it's gonna benefit me as much and I just won't do it. And um, I feel like that's what a lot of influencer, influencers are like these days. It's just fake.
0: And that's so why, fake, like, like, I almost fucking hate the fitness industry to some respects. Like, I love it and I hate it, right? Because I love helping people and I love setting a good example and how you can change other people's lives. But what I hate is the bullshit of, like, people who are trainers who don't actually know how to, don't fucking train for toffee and don't know anything about training and don't really give a shit about training. Like, you can see through them, like, straight away and they're fucking, they're a dime a dozen, right? You, just, you can even just watch them in the gym, they're not fucking bothered. Uh, like, going, going through the motions... And like they're going through the motions of that, they're going through the motions with everything in their life. And one of the biggest things I see with people who are generally successful in fitness, they tend to be the people who push themselves the most with their own personal fitness and every other aspect of their life because it's congruent and then across the board. Mm, like
1: I hate filming myself. I hate posting. I hate it. I, I wouldn't do it. I'm the type of guy who wants to be in like a dungeon just training Dorian Yates Dorian Yates like I don't need anyone to film me. I'm not bothered about that and you can just see in gyms now on social media people don't train hard and for someone like us who like to push ourselves in business and in the gym it's just like you're just like oh my god like what is going on like this isn't fitness anymore it's so it's so bad especially if you're hardcore you just look at it and you're like what what is going on here anymore it's more and i get it the lifestyle it's about showing people like it's not it's like you've got to have that balance or whatever and you, you get up and you you're eating eating better and you go into the gym and but i just I don't, i'm
0: just hardcore bro I'm but hardcore. is it saying it's like? how you do one thing is how you do everything, right? So it's like, yeah. I want to maximize my capability of everything So I want to push myself as hard as I can in every aspect of my life. So I want to be the best I can physically, the best I can mentally, the best I can financially and like set the standard with everything across the board. And I think too many people leave too much on the in the tank. And I think when their day is done and they're fucking on their deathbed, they can look back and be like, "Oof, I should have pushed myself a lot more in probably every other aspect of life. And I think that's probably one of my biggest fears is having regrets that, I didn't try hard enough. I didn't do exile enough. And like one of the big regrets I have is that I didn't go and do my own thing at an earlier age, but there wasn't really as much like an online businesses and stuff back then. So it's one of those things that almost has now pushed me the other end of being like, I need to fucking do everything yeah. to make sure I catch up for lost time.
1: Yeah, no, I like, I like that. Um, yeah, it's what, it's what you like, isn't it? At the end of the day, the world would be a very boring place if everyone was like me. It would be very intense
0: as <laughs> well yeah and i think there'd be a lot It'd be the thing is you should have different people in society and different people want different things and that's obviously like what you understand from fitness coaching boy view point of view is different people have different goals and different aspirations with everything and it's trying to ultimately understand that some people don't maybe have the the mental fortitude to push themselves to that level but i think that's a learned skill right yeah. you don't know how far you can push yourself until you train with someone else you're like, Fuck me, I've been like sandbagging this for fucking months. Like, what have I been doing until you've had someone come along and like take your soul? Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I, I use training as a, a big outlet. So that's why I don't really want a lot of the time people looking at me because whatever I've gone through in life, I use it as a, as a coping mechanism where I am kind of aggressive, angry, like a bull running around a cage. And that's kind of it. it, it, like it I, I look at it as like this. I think, wow, if I saw myself training the way I do, it would be very like, wow, I, w- I wouldn't want to go against that guy because I am the way I am. I actually wouldn't. I wouldn't want to go against myself in the gym doing certain types of workouts. Um, and that, the, what the, the stuff that goes through my head is very deep, emotional. Um I'm in the gym for me, and I need to push myself to that level in order to kind of cleanse those demons
0: from just life isn't it in terms of the demons is one of the biggest challenges you're dealing with obviously you've got your brother passing i'm mm-hmm. presuming how how has that affected you, and how are you coping with that now um I've seen like I've seen psychologists
1: before and therapists. And I saw therapists with my little brother. I went in and sat there myself with my little brother and just tried to understand things a little bit more. Um, I think experiencing his depression, his anxiety, made me want to become a person who could help him. Because if you have someone who you will open up to and listen to and take advice from, you can create radical change. I feel like he didn't have anyone where he he did listen to and take their advice. So that caused me to do the deep work on myself to become a person of influence, where he would think, yeah, I'm gonna listen to George, which is a big deal for an older brother to take on. Um, course, like he's got my dad, he's got my mum. But as another brother, you want to help help them out as much as you can. So I used to think constantly, i um, he's not listening to me. He's not listening to me. He's not listening to me. Like I need to get better. I need to get better. I need to get better every day. So it would be learning, reading, understanding myself a little bit more, trying things out with him, um, opening him up a little bit, understanding him and what he's going through. And I think when you start to elevate as well, you begin to see people's problems straight away. We can just speak to them. You're like, bro, I know how to help you. Um, and that's a superpower, but it takes, that takes a lot of time to develop those skills, but you are very powerful as an individual and you can use that as a good, as a good thing or a bad thing. And that's why you've got to respect your clients as a coach. There's a lot of dodgy coaches out there who will end up like getting money off their clients to invest in a new business and they're running off. Dodgy crooks. But what I'm saying is when you work with hundreds and hundreds of clients over the years and you do those hours on the gym floor, you can see what's holding people back straight away after maybe one or two workouts. And it's very important for a personal trainer to respect that you've got an opportunity now to either make or break someone's fitness goals, and not just fitness goals, but the confidence in other areas of the life as well. Um, so I started to elevate, started to learn about helping people, the psychology aspects of it. Um, he still wouldn't listen and, I could map out things that he was going through and went through. We're not that complicated as a human species. You can kind of see what was wrong, but the story he kept telling himself and the, 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 uh, the pain he went through, he couldn't continue like a, like building your body or building a business to just suffer and get through it. It would, it would get better and it was getting better but he just gave up, mate, after ten years. So I've cultivated this mindset of not giving up. I will suffer more so than the next person, where it's it's just like, wow, like you can you can see when I'm training, I'm dealing with something. I'm dealing with a lot of pain. But if I don't deal with it through the workouts every morning, I can easily go off path and go out and get shit faced and drunk and, start doing drugs and let other things get in my way, abuse, substances, whatever it is, I'll just be angry mate, just fucking angry and aggressive, and not be a nice person and, and treating people well. So I use the, the outlet as the workouts. it's so aggressive, it's a beat down to cleanse and relax my body, I need that.
0: <laughs> is it funny, cause I feel the same way in a lot of respects, it's something that's so aggressive yet so, calming and beautiful at the same time? Like when you're fucked off the training really hard, you're just clear. I feel clear. like cleansed is like a way to think about it, right? You're so clear, aren't you? After you've done something really, really hard.
1: Um, so that's why I try, and, I try and get to that state, that high-frequency state every morning. Get into it. I'm there. This is me. I'm, I'm in a really good place. I've just done my workout. Now I can get on with my day and deal with the tasks. But... You said about how am I dealing with it? That's why I'm trying to isolate myself a little bit more because it's easy for me to get distracted and go off in these other directions. I'll come out for a drink, bro. It's like, you know what? No, what do I really need now? I was in a really, really bad place last year where um, I was very self-destructive, extremely self-destructive. because I, it's it's quite deep, but my little brother's happiness, I I I kind of. If he was happy, I was happy. I put it on myself that bad, which is really really bad to do as a as an older brother. Like, I would say like if he wasn't happy, I wasn't happy. Let's do this together. So when he was down and just saying suicidal thoughts all the time to me. And I would just be like, I was in a bad place. So I'd go out and smoke a joint, I'd go out and pie, And like, that's why the outlet of the training is gonna be a lot more beneficial for me to do that and continue to stay on the path with the habitual habits of eating well, of getting up at good times, of sleeping at a great time, going out and getting sunlight, hydrating, being around good, positive people, letting, positive things influence me. That has to it's a blueprint, isn't it? And that's what we teach the coaches to teach the clients. There's a method to it because if you don't have the set routine and structure with your day, you will let other devices, desires, negative addictions come in. And it's a daily practice. <laughs> in order to not go a path. I struggle with it every single day. I want to go out and binge eat on shit food. But you have to have the blueprint. And I'm healing myself. And now I'm healing others
0: with what I've learned. I think one of the important things we spoke about as well is like being active and being fucking busy is important. So always having things like pushing you or striving for. Because otherwise one of is particularly for men, if you're vacant and you're bored and you've got nothing to do. It's when you get led astray because it's easy to then start eating shit, drinking, doing drugs, partying, chasing women, buying dumb shit you shouldn't be doing. Whereas if you're occupied proactively, whether it's with your work, um, whether it's with your training, you'll put your energy towards something positive, right? Mm. You'll be saying that. When you get bored, it's so easy to just... Left. Almost in Dubai is even the worst, right? So, like, oh, even yeah. you open your phone and you get fucking anything you want delivered here in fifteen minutes. You could go, I don't know, you could go on Instagram, you could get a woman to fucking message women straight away if you wanted to. There's all these dating apps, shit like that. Like, it's so easy and at your fingertips that it's like a constant issue for people. That I think it's very easy for people to get pulled off to, off task. Mm. Not everyone like I would want most people
1: to live like more so like a little bit like an athlete because the benefits from it, but it's not for everyone, right? It's not. But I know that when my little brother was in the best place mentally, he was in the gym and he was eating better. And like it makes, it gives gives me chills because I used to just ingrain it. I said, listen, go to the gym, start eating better. Because at least least he would have some sort of um, routine with things, he would just be in bed till 3 p.m. Never get up and then get up at night and then walk the streets. So it's like, that's why I was saying they're not, it's not that difficult to understand what someone needs. You can see it, but they have to wanna do it. So when he was up, he was eating better. He was walking, he was getting sunlight. You noticed a drastic difference with himself. And before he actually started to go downhill t- towards the end last couple of months, he wasn't in the gym, I'm not saying that the main thing i'm not but it all has an effect doesn't it
0: and i think an important thing to understand is like the habits of what you do every day form who you are right like that's the foundations of your life and obviously him having those correct habits obviously improved him and i think that's why i think it's important for like you me and everyone not to get led astray from those because when you start start it's almost like a slippery slope right you let one thing slide and more starts to slide so like one of the big things i'm trying to do is like hold myself to a higher standard with everything, With it's fucking making my bed in the morning, not leaving shit everywhere, like being tidy, like those small little things, <laughs> yeah. and the thing in the back of your head is like, oh, you just can't be asked to do that, like just fucking do it, because if you can't be asked to do that small thing, what else are you not doing you're supposed to be doing? Yeah, people, they always say like towards
1: clients, messaging like, how do I do it? How do I do this? How do I get in shape? How do I change? And it's like, no, it's who? you need
0: to become the habits the mindset you need to cultivate and your habits form you so that's one thing to say to people it's like okay you want to walk down the beach in the summer with fucking abs and look jacks and look tanned and have blonde hair like george then like what are the, the habits you need right now that that person would be doing every single day if you just focus on doing that you will eventually evolve to become that person yeah and success leaves clues right like if you just look at the best people in physically go and do what they're doing if you look at the best people business-wise what does their week look like how do they do they go out and get pissed up every night and go to bed at random times and get up when they want like look at what the most successful people do and whatever you want to achieve and you should probably go and emulate that <laughs> i'm fucking high maintenance me bro girlfriend. literally i was thinking
1: that how much money i spend on like just even physio like recovery things like that it's just like fuck
0: actually high maintenance, isn't it? This yeah, life. Yeah, we not even just financially, it's just time constraints. It's like, I spend three hours a week getting fucking tissue work done. And I think oh, it's such a waste of time. So now what I try and do is I have like an educational podcast on at the same time. So oh. I'm like, at least I'm trying to learn rather than just wasting time. That's a hack for anyone. That is a big hack, mate. <laughs> That's three hours of podcast, three <laughs> hours of learning, right? I even thought about trying to read a book, but it's too painful. So I'm like, I'm going to able to fucking read it. Oh my God. But- like the more you can stack things together, I think, and then get things to sort of talk of each other is one of the things that's allowed me to be more successful with life because you get like that multiplier effect, right? Of like you're learning fixing your body, and like I like going to sit in the sauna and listen to podcasts, and like if there's a light in there, I'd sit in the sauna and read. Like, I actually thought about getting a head torch so I could sit in there. Like, yeah. And you stack these things together, and you can knock off different aspects of life at the same time. You know what? You know what's good about that? What you just said is like the average
1: person as well would see what we do is very extreme. And like, there's a lot of stuff on social media now about like- like Balance? Not about balance, about all these hacks, all these different hacks you can do to kind of optimize your sleep, your routine, don't have coffee when you wake up in the morning at a certain time. And I'm just like, fuck, like chill out. Like that is not for the everyday person. I don't teach people that. It's like, get up have a coffee if you want coffee if you like it do it right just do it yeah. like you, you you you're just starting out like you don't need to be worrying about this perfect fucking routine do you know what i mean them putting your blue light glasses on at night it's like more so for people who are kind of like maybe leading things or in in a certain industry but from what
0: i see that causes more fucking stress than anything else cuz i got to have my fucking blue light glasses on my tampon in backwards my fucking earplugs it like what Like, where does it fucking end? And that, for me, would cause me more stress, thinking, like, I have to remember to do all these things. I'm a bit weird, right? I've got, like, a sleep routine where I use, like, nasal strips, eye mask. See, And, like, the room has to be pitch black, right? But, like, that I know works for me, makes me feel good. Whereas, like, if I, like, and it's not too complicated. So it's, like, if you can do it consistently and it helps with anything I say, do it. If it's something, like, this doesn't really make any difference and I don't like doing it, then probably don't do it. Exactly. That's good for you, but not
1: for... The average Joe blogs definitely not like. Do you know what's funny as well, bro? There's so much knowledge out there to learn. There's so many fucking experts, isn't there? Commenting on different posts on um, Instagram. Like, if I put out on a, tra- out a transformation, oh, what about this? The perfect macro split, the perfect training regime, the perfect amount of cardio. Oh, you're doing too much volume, brother. Yeah, but mate. You've never even been in the gym. Like, you've not trained for six months. Who are you? You've not got any results. Like, shut the fuck up. Like What are you want about? You've not got any leg to stand on. You've no results. But you're there calling out someone
0: when, like, if you look at, like, your Instagram, you don't even train, bro. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, what are you on about? And this is one of my favorite sayings. It's like, it's not what you know. It's what you can prove sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's like... I don't know if you fucking jacked and you can front squat four plates. I'd be like, you probably know something about leg training that like he, he has relevance. But if you like, you can't even fucking squat one plate. I'd be like, you you probably don't have the realm of personal experience to talk about this.
1: Mm. And I get that. Like, it's not all it's not all about like looking a certain way because there's lots of people like in the industry who look great, but they're not as like they don't really know much, but. People now in society, there's so much knowledge with very little application. Execution. (laughs) Execution and results. I would rather be the guy who just grinds. I know that I'm way, way less intelligent than so many people in the industry, but I take daily action on what needs to be done. These people are just just doing, they're, they're, they're success zombies, aren't they?
0: Well, yeah, and all the personal development books, they're, they're all the information, podcasts. but they don't fucking do anything. It's like,
1: yeah, like, look, I've just listened to, to know, seven hours of podcast this week. I'm like, yeah, bro, but what have you actually done? You've done nothing. You've literally done nothing. It doesn't make, it doesn't, it's not impressive at all to me, like, what you've listened to. Have you actually applied it in real life?
0: Or oh, people listen to it, but then they don't actually change. And that for me is the most important thing is actually like find the right information and implementing it. And I think one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make is they, they look for the wrong information at the wrong time for where they are in their fitness journey, their business or wherever it might be. And I think that's the point of a good coach or mentor is to be able to tell the person the right thing at the right time and also tell them what they shouldn't do as well as what they should do. Because I think too many people go down the garden path of like, this is a great one. It's like, what protein should I buy? It doesn't fucking matter, dude. Like, what creatine, Like, just fucking get creatine monohydrate, just any brand you want. Like, they try <laughs> to overcomplicate stuff too much, whereas, like, realistically, this is a fairly simple process. The, most, the thing that's going to guarantee the process with pretty much anything is adherence to whether it's your fitness or your business, and you actually doing it on a daily basis and understanding the the outputs that you do that are going to create the inputs, the results, and just doing more of that. Yeah, that's, that's so true, bro,
1: isn't it? Meet your client where they're at. It's all about the demographic of the client as well. We're not working with elite athletes majority of the time. Um, so they don't need to know like certain aspects of nutrition and training. They just need to know the basics. But if they do over time want to develop and learn a little bit more, that's where the coach will come in and educate them. Because it is an educational pro- um, process getting, from getting the client from the start to the end. they won- They need to be able to go on their own. That is the ultimate goal. I will feel like bad knowing that a client is left to their own devices without the tools, the knowledge and the education to continue to make progress on their own. And that doesn't sit well with me and I hate it. The client shouldn't leave if they don't have the confidence within to go on their own. Of course, you've got to push them and you can't hold the hand. But if they can't sustain those, those results and their eating habits are all over the place, they're erratic, hit and miss with the sessions and they've not really ingrained what they need to know and do daily, weekly in order to sustain it, then we won't let them quit. It's like, no, you're not ready. You're not ready.
0: What would be one thing to finish up on your biggest mindset piece of advice for people to get that savage mentality and actually see things through? because. One of the sayings I like it's like easy to start, hard to finish. A lot of people can start something, but many, pe- not many people, finish it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we've got to be,
1: we've got to be able to deal with discomfort on a daily basis, and just do things regardless of your feelings a lot of the time. And like we mentioned at the start about being grateful. I know if I don't push myself. I'm gonna feel even worse guilty, and guilty and have regret. I have to feel obligated now to look after my team. It's not about you. It's about others around you helping people. Like the other day I was speaking with a friend and he was talking about um, his clothing business. And I really helped him out a lot because he was just feeling a little bit low, not motivated. I was like, mate, you need to think about the people you're helping. Just remember why you started this. It's about making people look fresh, cool, confident. You're just designing clothes for the sake of it to earn money. You need to really change up your vision and your mission and your values. Making people feel confident as fuck walking down the street in their new jeans, t-shirt, hat is the goal. That's what it is. Opening that, that new box of, of uh, garments, whatever it is, like you've got a new pair of shoes, new t-shirt. You're like, fuck, that's, that's the goal. You're making someone else happy and feel good. So people lose sight of that. So it's not about us try and put it, try and flip the switch. It's about, it's about other people and helping others. I think if we can overcome the daily
0: discomfort of <laughs> small tasks. And almost seek the daily discomfort. Seek it, yeah. What's the challenge today, right? Mm. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time, George. Where's the best place for people to find out more about you? Instagram. George Armstrong Business Z Academy. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Easy. Thank you everyone for listening to this. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on the sure show. You. Um tag me in George's show stories, I'll show this everywhere. And um, we'll see you next episode very soon. Peace.